Hey friends, today on episode 68 of the Badass Midlife Podcast, we're going to be talking about things that you might want to consider if you haven't quite found success in certain areas of your life. So whether it's personal or professional, sometimes we just keep hitting a wall and we're just like, what is going on? I feel like I'm doing everything right. And a lot of times you just get into these patterns and you feel like you're doing everything that you can do, uh, but you don't really take time to stop every once in a while and just kind of reevaluate. So really looking forward to talking about that today. And here we go. Hey friends, welcome to the Badass Midlife Podcast. This is the place where we talk about midlife hangups, what to let go of, what to hang on to, and how to move on and actually do your midlife like a badass. Enjoy the show. Good morning, friends. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's doing well today. Hope that your, let's see here, if you're listening to this live, toward the end of May is warming up and getting nice where you are. Maybe it's always nice where you are, you lucky duck. Uh, But here in Chicago, man, it took us a minute to get here, but I do feel like we're almost there. Um, I don't know why I always expect it before Memorial Day, but somehow I just do because there have been times that that's happened, but not this year. Not this year at all. So anyway, we're getting there, looking forward to spring. A lot of times we don't get that, but I always feel like, again, just like how things just come alive and become new again, and it's like a rebirth time. I love it. I love spring so much, except for the little teeny tiny bugs that just like start to just spawn out everywhere and you're walking, you just like get a mouthful of those, but... Uh, really, other than that, love it. We don't we don't really get a long spring around here. I know a lot of you know what I'm talking about, but hey, we'll take what we can get. Hope that everyone has had a good week. Today, I'm really excited to talk about the topic of things that you might want to consider as you reevaluate maybe the fact that you haven't had success in certain areas of your life. And I think that you know by the time we get to midlife, there is. Uh, going to be some area, you know, that we just kind of put on the back burner because we thought, I mean, it's just not going to happen. Okay. It's just not going to happen. Maybe I had my, my goals wrong. Maybe I just thought about it in a way that was unrealistic, whatever it is. Usually there's a reason why we don't have success in something. And it could be anything from, you know, a a health program, weight loss program, to professional success, to success in a certain relationship. There's some things that you should always kind of consider when you're really wanting to figure out and kind of get to the bottom of it. Now, this is only like if you really want to figure it out, you know, sometimes it's time to just put something away for good. If it's just seeming to you like not only is it not working out, not only is it just feeling like it's never gonna happen, but I'm kinda over that goal now. And that that's something that actually does happen over time where you think that was probably just the wrong goal. So I'm gonna revisit. And that's the thing that I don't think we do enough of is revisit our, our dreams and revisit our goals because sometimes you're down in the dumps over something that over time really kinda shifted and it's not really the right goal anymore. So. excuse me, that's a consideration too. Sometimes the goal isn't the right goal, but let's say you feel like you're on track with the goals. Like you, you, you're pretty sure that you can get there, but you're just not locked in 
things kind of feel hopeless, but you have been like working your ass off. You have heard all the theories about success from all these, you know, popular gurus and just nothing is seeming to work. So it always seems like, well, let me just find or lock into the right person so that they can kind of show me that the roadmap to get there. And I know that in this last few years, you know, as we've gone into a lot more looking uh, at online courses and digital content, it's just like we're, we're thinking, yeah, somebody out there has done it. Let me just see if they know and they can show me how. But it's just not that simple. You guys know I love Malcolm Gladwell. And in the tipping point, he says, most people tend to give up right before they're about to experience a breakthrough. And that's just so frustrating. But there are some really basic truths on why sometimes we just don't get there because it's not enough to want it or to really, really need it. You know, you just think, God, like I need this. I feel like I'm working hard, doing my part, you know, being a good person. Sometimes it just takes more. But more importantly, it might just take, like I said, an adjustment and attitude and then also true, true hard look in the mirror. You know, time for some like self real talk. You might be in your own way. So here are kind of six reasons that, you know, you might want to consider if you haven't reached that point. Number one, you might have a negative bias. So we're naturally inclined to remember negative situations in our lives more than the positive one. And a negative first impression will always, always trump a positive one. So if you have a negative bias, let's say about your success, one failed effort, let's say that you had that didn't have immediate results, might have just made you feel like that entire project was a failure. And if you get one negative comment, let's say it drowns out all the other good stuff, and it kind of leads you to question the viability of the whole goal in general. Rick Hansen, a professor at Berkeley, says that the mind is like Velcro for negative experiences and Teflon for positive ones. But even though negativity is kind of our default setting, like we remember negative, we, we always remember those awful stories, right? But then sometimes the, the great stuff and the happy joy stories, you just kind of like you flutter off and we're like, yeah, I don't really remember exactly what happened, but I thought, it was, I think it was good. But a way to overcome this is to focus on what matters to you. Focus on your own personal core values and then really work to appreciate those things. When you can flood your thoughts with really positive experiences and focus on what's good, you can start breaking the pattern of negativity being your go-to response. And I know that that just sounds like, you know, gratitude gobbledygook, right? But it's so true because negative thoughts and conversation beget more negative thoughts and conversation. The old idea that misery loves company, it's kind of true. Like once we start going down that road, we just kind of stay in that pattern and that mindset. And then eventually that gives us this negativity bias to our ability to do stuff. And so it's really something to look out for. Just focus on the stuff that's good, that has worked, and really let that other stuff get chalked up in the column of 
you learned something, right? Didn't work, you learned something and then let it go. Because really successful people, they don't hang on to that shit. Like they don't hang on to the things that they failed in. They just keep going and trying again. They fall down, they get back up, they try again. Somebody has a negative comment, maybe more than one. They look at it, they evaluate. Is that valid? Is it not? Whatever. Do I need to make an adjustment? And then they make one. And then they just keep going, right? So that's how they really handle the negative bias. They just don't ever live in that space. So they don't have it. And therefore, every new goal they set feels like it's possible. So that's the first one. Next, you have a story, we, right? We all have a personal attachment to our story, to whatever we say is our life. So good or bad, before we know it, it's the foundation for everything we do. So some common stories are, I never catch a break. My life has just had some things that have been harder than most people. I'm too young, I'm too old, I'm not smart enough. No one really needs or wants anything from me anymore. I just don't matter. So those are all stories and any of these things can limit your chances for success because you're trying to build something on a really unstable foundation. So you have to get right and really rewrite your story. So we all know who Tony Robbins is and he has a few steps here into how to rewrite your story. So step one is examine your habits. Instead of focusing on what you wanna change, turn your attention instead to the bad habits or things that led you to want to change yourself. Is sleeping in and being late for work keeping you from a promotion? Is your late night snacking habit leading you to be overweight? So really look at, go back, you know, find the the root cause of some of these things that you're doing, and then you can maybe start to tackle those root causes, and that'll lead you to be able to rewrite your story. Next, practice every day. Once you know what your new healthy habits are, do them every single day, no matter what, and have a backup plan in case you know, life gets in the way of these new habits, but don't allow yourself to cut corners. Practice it every day. This means getting out of your comfort zone. This means changing instead of going straight to the couch with your coffee in the morning. This might mean something totally different. So you have to commit. If you're really going to say like, I want to change what's happening right now. I want to get to success in this area of your life. You might as well just get nice and comfy with the fact that you're going to have to change something that you do pretty much every day. So zero in on that. It's got to be something consistently done every day. Next, focus on self-reflection because one of the habits that led you to want to change your life or set this goal, one of those habits was that you did not reflect on yourself enough. When you don't have that habit of just checking in and reflecting once in a while, you're just not going to be able to reset. So focus on realistic self-reflection throughout the journey. And then when you feel a little bit shaky, ask someone. Ask someone that loves you, that you love, that you trust and care about. Ask them for their perspective. Just say, does this seem like I'm on the right track? Because like right now I'm feeling like a little bit shaky about it. I don't really, I don't really feel right about this. So think about self-reflection. And if you have not been doing that for a while, that is a habit, right? Just not reflecting on 
the current state of your life is a habit that you need to definitely change. And so he recommends really just having some time for self-reflection periodically just so that you can kind of reset. And hand in hand with that is surround yourself with good people. Spend the time with good people or you know around you that love you that will kind of help you develop this really nice internal support system for these new habits so that you're able to rewrite the story in a really loving environment. No judgment. Nobody's going to be like doing their internal eye roll because they're like, oh my God, like, why do you think you're going to actually be able to do this at your age or at this stage of your life or with this level of education? Surround yourself with people that believe that are your ride or die, that just are with you. Like, let's go, let's do it. Yes, you can do it. And if this doesn't work, let's try this. Like, we all need those people. We don't always have a lot of those people in our lives, but I suggest you really like do a little contemplative thinking and just think, who are those people? Because right now I need some honest, real talk and and honest conversation from somebody that I can trust. And that's the key, right? It's got to be somebody you can trust because you don't ever know people's motives. But just surround yourself with those people. And finally, keep taking risks. If you want to learn how to change your life, you can't stay in your comfort zone. We talked about this a second ago. You need to take risks. Until you get comfortable with those risks, then take more risks. The more you push yourself, the easier it's going to become to rewrite your story and make those changes in your life. Right? So those are all tips about how to actually rewrite your story, which is, you know, one of the reasons that you may have for not being able to find success in an area. The next is that you're unrealistic. <clears throat> Hate this one because I have heard this a lot in my life. Well, that's unrealistic. Well, things take time and they take some persistence, not just for you, but for everyone. You can't compare your situation now to someone else's who's been working on this for decades. And I and I love the expression like, you can't start any earlier than today. So stop looking and going, oh shit, I should have started that five years ago. I should have started that 10 years ago. I mean, you can't, so start today. So it's great to set really high expectations for yourself to inspire and motivate yourself. But you also have to believe that if you actually set those that you're going to be able to achieve them. And if you feel like, you know, things are just not going to happen, it's maybe you're feeling like you're just you've set a goal that's just not it's just really not going to happen. Maybe you're being too hard on yourself, but setting unrealistic expectations can really shut you down at the first sign of getting off track. And that can really take you in the wrong direction simply because what you thought should be true actually isn't. You know, maybe you set something up that was just way beyond what the steps you can do today are. So how to overcome this? Focus on how you feel when you disappoint yourself and face it with humor and flexibility. So there are gonna be times that you're going to feel pretty disappointed in something that happened. Pay attention at that moment to maybe how your expectation might have been a little bit too high for where you are in your life, for what you have going on. Doesn't mean it can't happen. It just means it can't maybe happen right at this exact moment. So 
let's say, okay, I'm not perfect at giving a presentation. I guess I'll have to tell my mom I'm not perfect after all. I hope she'll understand. So humor yourself, you know? If you if you feel like maybe getting uh, trying to get an entire project done in one week was the wrong call, maybe you should just focus on doing it right, not fast. So sometimes the expectation is just off and maybe reward yourself for getting it done right instead of thinking I need to reward myself for getting it done fast. So check in every now and then. Allow yourself to laugh and stay flexible if you really want to keep those goals realistic. Next is that you might be inconsistent. You really can't expect to achieve success at anything if you're sporadic with your efforts. This is a no-brainer. How often do we tell our kids, like, you're not allowed to quit that. You chose to start and you're going to finish. I was a big believer in that. I kind of have changed my mind on that because it's like, what? That's awful. Like, what if they really just aren't jiving and vibing with that? But the truth is there is a lesson in sticking to something when it's not fun, when it's not what you love. And I still believe wholeheartedly in that, that you got to kiss a lot of frogs sometimes. Like sometimes it's just like so draining and so tedious that you're just like, what? I don't want to do this. This is so tiring. But if you can repeat these new habits over and over and then pay attention to the feedback, the feelings, the responses that you get, and then just adjusting to keep yourself on track to your goal and still like feeling like you're plugged into it, that will help. But you can easily become inconsistent with these things in life because life is just full of distractions. So a couple good ways to overcome uh, the inability to stay consistent is to use reminders, like actually intentionally block off time to repeat these new efforts. And that keeps things on autopilot. It's just like brushing your teeth. At a certain point in your childhood, you were like, this is bullshit. I don't want to do it. So you'd skip. But then you realize as you get older, like this is just something I have to do because if I don't, it's disgusting. And so then it just became a thing that you did. There's a lot of things like that in our lives that if we just keep pushing and realizing this is for greater good, this is this is the right goal for me that I'm just going to block off this time every single day. And maybe some days I'm not as in it, but the point is the time is there for you to do it. Next, celebrate little milestones. If you really want to stay on task, make every win something to celebrate. Share your goals with you know, the people that are in your circle that you uh, trust. Maybe write about it, journal about it. Anything that gives you an accountability partner to celebrate with will help. And because rewarded behaviors have a higher probability of being repeated. We know that. Works with kids, works with adults, works with dogs, works with everybody. So just celebrate the little milestones. I always kind of refer to just like my ability to learn tech stuff. It wasn't ever a thing I thought I could do. And man, I was pathetic at first. But every little thing I did learn, I made a big deal out of it. Because you know what? It's kind of a big deal. I mean, this isn't the generation that I was... This isn't my generation of stuff. This is all all like really foreign to us. 
in midlife. And so when you do learn it and you start to get really proficient at it, you're like, okay, that was pretty cool. I understand now why Gmail is organized like this and why when I CC somebody, like all of the little things that you learn as you kind of go through these processes, they're kind of a big deal. So celebrate them. And most of all, don't quit if you mess up. Like anything that you see as a mistake, again, should just be acknowledged and then corrected and pivoted away from fast. Just don't quit. Don't let one or two little setbacks give you permission to just chuck all your work. Examine what went wrong and then take the steps to correct and adapt. Another reason why maybe you haven't identified success in a certain areas, maybe you just don't have the passion for it. So just like the idea that people who love their job don't ever feel like it's work, if you don't have passion for the project, you're not going to keep up with it. Maybe you think that you're passionate about it because you think it's going to give you quick fame, money, attention. But if you're working on something for those reasons, you're not going to stick with it. It's only when you have the passion that you're able to really lock in to committing to certain things. There's no chance of success when you don't really feel deeply about what it is that you're doing for the right reasons. It can't just be to make money because that doesn't really that doesn't really align with our core of like things that motivate us. Money is a great motivator, don't get me wrong, but it can't be the only reason you do something. You got to really really love it. And then the money kind of follows. People say that all the time and I know that other people don't believe that that's true, but it is true. And so how to kind of overcome that maybe you don't have the passion for something is figure out what your true passions are. Get really clear with your personal core values. You can't borrow or copy these from anyone else. These are uniquely you. And here's how to figure out what your true passions are. Number one, look at what you do in your free time. This can be a real teller of passion. Is it something that you can build into your life in a bigger way? Do you love it so much that you do it in your free time, in other words? Can you talk about it? Can you teach it? Can you incorporate it into something that you already do? Next, remember your favorite playtime activity when you were a kid. Odds are if you were a kid that loved to draw or paint or build models, that still lives in you. That is a part of you. It was your most pure desire. And if you can resurface it, you're going to likely be living into a passion, an unlived dream. And that's going to feel great once you resurface it again. And then finally, focus on your patterns. If you can keep peppering in a certain activity in your life and you're always motivated to make it happen, it's usually an indicator that it's something of value. So gravitating toward a certain person, activity, or place can be really telling and really be pointing you toward an unrealized goal. So explore those patterns. Explore where you just find yourself migrating to like when you don't need to. And just say to yourself, is there something here? Is there something I never thought that I really like about this that's drawing me to this and I've never really focused on it? So just really explore that. And finally, 
you might be overcomplicating things. It may not occur to you that what you're trying to accomplish isn't as hard as you're making it. And maybe even the idea that you're complicating things uh, because it gives you an out. You know, like sometimes if we make something hard, I'm like, I, you know, just like it's too early. I can't make it because then I can't make it to work. Sometimes we overcomplicate things because this way it gives us an excuse for not being successful at it. But if you fear being bored or not having something to complain or worry about, you might complicate things on purpose. So even if you claim that you want happiness, getting it could cut off the majority of your mind's daily chatter. And it kind of then would leave you to fend for yourself and face new things. So a lot of times, like I said, we get in these patterns of complaining or having fear or or just worrying just relentlessly. We just get into that pattern. And if your ego can just kind of blur everything to make it seem like things are imperfect and worrisome, it wins. It wins because it keeps you in a really complex state rather than keeping things simple. And it just keeps you from moving forward because everything's very imperfect and I'm worried and I just don't feel great about things, but it doesn't have to stay that way. The way to overcome that, the idea that maybe you're overcomplicating things, is to just be honest with yourself. If you can admit that maybe you're just afraid to succeed, maybe you're afraid to make a change, that might keep you from overcomplicating if you can be honest. Not everything has to be a source of worry. And life itself isn't really meant to be hard. So when you start to simplify and get back to the basics of finding joy, that's where you're going to see that your true happiness lies. Just keep it simple. Go back to those personal core values, family, good health, good friends, enough money to live your life, and then realize that things are actually pretty good. Don't complicate everything. Successful people, friends in life, just learn to stay focused. They are consistent and they are diligent in their pursuit of things. That doesn't mean that they had it easier than you did. They, they didn't many times. They just might have made it look easy because they had a system in place. So make a plan for yourself and be the creator of your own roadmap so you don't have to keep looking to others for the answer because it's inside of you. Well, friends, that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you next time. Hey, friends, if you enjoy the Badass Midlife Podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review or a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.